This is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, June 6th. Section baseball continued yesterday in a wild, wild way, CJ. Yeah. Most notably um, for the both of us, but in particular you, late, 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 late starts to uh, to all of our games. My game probably got started uh, about a half an hour late uh, yeah. from from the uh, the scheduled start time. And as we were, as I was starting to wrap up my game, I was thinking to myself, "My gosh, this actually couldn't have worked out any better." I was a little worried that we were going to have to catch your game in progress, but lo and behold, this is going to time out perfectly. It's it's just after seven o'clock, and we're going to be able to maybe play a song and then roll right into CJ's game, and then we played more than a song before getting into your game <laughs> just a few uh i was talking to our board operator and she's like uh, she's uh, should i put a couple more songs in and i'm like you need to put a lot more songs in uh the uh the game yesterday over on the superstation between the sabika trojans and the hinkley finlayson jaguars had an original first pitch for 7 30 Corey, the first pitch was about 8 45 in sanity uh, from Pierce, and so they were waiting because there was a game between Pine River Bacchus and Malax that was going on that took a little longer, and then they were able to get the game going, and Sabika jumped out to an early lead. It was one nothing. Then uh, Hinkley Finlayson matched it. Then Sabika scored a couple more, and Pine River Bacchus kind of was playing catch-up, but would just stay within striking distance the whole game, and we got to the Bottom of the seventh inning, Sabika trying to hold on to a 4-3 lead. They're just three outs away from getting to the section final. And the pitcher, Stevens, for Sabika, he gets out number one on a strikeout, but he's got to go through now 3-4-5, kind of uh, do up, and he needs to get two of them out. And there's a bloop single. And, Corey, have you ever heard the term a bloop and a blast? Yep. Yeah, well, it wasn't over the fence, but... He hit it about as hard as uh, anybody could have hit it for Hinkley Finlayson. He laced it to straightaway center field, and it was an RBI triple. The game was tied at four, but with one out, you could still get out of the inning, salvage it, uh, and try and win it in extras. But uh, a couple pitches later, an aggressive play by Hinkley Finlayson. They try and pull off the suicide squeeze. They didn't get the bunt down, but... In all the confusion, and of course this is why you do the suicide squeeze versus the safety squeeze, it just caused the catcher Erickson to speed up his timing a little bit, to speed up his process, and he couldn't quite come down with the ball in the glove and apply the tag, and that's how it ends. Hinkley Finlayson wins 5-4 on a walk-off. I guess you would term it a steal of home, and Sabika goes into the elimination bracket they'll play later today to try and get a rematch with the Jaguars. Pretty crazy stuff uh, happening there. Uh, I also had some fireworks in my game. I had Section 6A baseball from Minnewaska area. Uh, I got to see New York Mills and Belgrade Bruton El Rosa play. And um, this game was scoreless through three innings. As a matter of fact, the uh, starting pitcher for BBE was perfect through three innings. Tanner Shelton was his name before Jonah Ruther lit off the fourth with a single. And that ended up being a big inning for New York Mills. They scored four runs. 
in that fourth inning. BBE answered with two in the bottom of the fourth, but man, oh man, I, I guess the... Uh, the right way to say it, a little controversy in that fourth inning. Ooh. Um, from the press box anyway, it was BBE's second hitter. He was uh, uh, left-handed. Tate DeCook is his name. Okay. And he flared one over the third baseman down the left field line, 15 to 25 feet out into the outfield grass. Not okay. very far. Just kind of off the end of the bat, flared in that direction. Bases, I believe at the time, were loaded. And he flared in that direction, and it came down, and the home plate umpire called it a foul ball. Everyone in the press box went, whoa, including me. I thought that ball was not only fair, I thought it was clearly fair. It was, You know, it was just one of those, like, like I can't, I couldn't believe it. Uh huh. One of those calls. Um, of course, I'm at a terrible angle. I, uh, you know, compared to the home plate umpire who's sitting right down the line and staring at mm-hmm. it, and I'm up in the in the press box. Corey's I, doing everything in him not to uh, not to say the words Phil Cuzzy. Uh, it was it it really like was kind of baffling to me. And everybody in the press box, we all kind of did that like, whoa, really? Um. Uh, and of course, the uh, the BBE coach and that third base coach's box, he was going bananas, <laughs> as, as expected, because uh, he, uh, in in his defense, really wanted it to be a fair ball, also. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was anyway. It was called a uh, it was called a, a foul ball. Uh, he went on to strike out, but then the uh, the next batter. Forgive me, I can't remember. I mean, it was Shelton who was the starting pitcher. I can't remember. He put the ball in play. That's what I can tell you. And one run came in to score, and a second run was coming in. And down the line, BBE's head coach and third base coach was following the runner down the line and kind of caught up in between go, stop, stop, go, go, stop, stop, go. And he, you know, he had one arm up, but the other arm was waving, and then the arm that was waving through went up. Well, it was just a very, very confusing matter. And as the play was, the second the play was over, Coach Geyser of New York Mills came out of the first base dugout and pointed over at third base at the base runner at between third base and home, now at third base and the head coach, and I couldn't understand what was being said, obviously, because I'm up at the press box, and the home plate umpire turns and looks, points at the base runner, calls him out. Coach's interference contact called between the third base coach and the base runner out, out of the inning. So what turned into a very major threat from BBE was immediately squashed in what was too pretty controversial calls in that inning yeah and uh you just couldn't help but think like oh my gosh like this it was it was four nothing going into the inning four one four two that first run counted Mm -hmm. but the middle of the order a guy was four feet away from a home run is due up to to lead off or to, to be the next batter up this is a big big inning for bbe and new york mills 
by some miracle was able to work out of this and and maybe get lucky on a fair foul ball uh, down the line and then to have that coach's interference call it was it was crazy and then um, BBE scored three runs in the bottom half of the fifth inning. The next inning later, 5-4 final score, and that's all she wrote. But it was a wild fourth inning and um, uh, just kind of crazy to watch watch it all take place. And it's always funny because it seems to happen in a game like this. It was a, a, a well-pitched game. I thought uh, both offenses struggled to kind of get into it. Um, but to have all of those fireworks essentially in one inning is always <laughs> kind of fun to watch. But anyway, BBE comes out victorious in that one, 5-4. Um, so that means New York Mills will play today at 2.30. And as a matter of fact, they take on Park Region Conference foe Parker's Prairie. Hey, I've heard of those guys. Who earlier in the day um, had to uh, come through and they beat KMS 10-4. to Mm-hmm. And then in their second game, beat Upsala Swanville area. It was either eight seven or nine to eight, and it took extras to do it. They had a, a walk off in extra innings uh, to win their ball game. So Parker's Prairie and New York Mills will play today at two thirty from Minnewaska area. It's a two fifteen pregame. Listen on 105.9 FM, the Superstation K106. And then no matter what, we will follow the the Panthers or the Eagles in the second game of the day at four thirty against bbe now whoever wins that first game is going to have to win twice to force a decisive winner take all section championship if bbe wins that game the jaguars will represent section 6a at the state tournament so basically what you're saying is whoever wins the game between new york mills and parker's prairie they're two wins away from the state tournament uh Yes. Yeah. At this very moment of saying this live on the air and recording it for worldwide consumption at a on-demand date and time of your choice. Nice plug. They are. They're three wins away. Yeah. You're uh, the Panthers and Eagles are three wins away from a state tournament appearance. Uh huh. So one. So somebody should do it. So just go ahead and make it happen. Come on. If you need a pep talk, Corey, I'll give you one. It'll just be the speech from Hoosiers, but, I mean, it'll be be inspiring. You notice something? The hoops are 10 feet, just like at our gym. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the he's got the tape measure, but it just keeps going up because yeah. there's no hoop to, <laughs> to find. Uh-huh. 15 feet from the free throw line to the hoop. Free throws are the same. <laughs> <laughs> he's just ripping up the area of grass in front of the pitcher's mound at 15 feet. Meanwhile, there's other universal dimensions on a baseball diamond that I could mention, but nah. Nah. It is a straight quote of Hoosiers. <laughs> then he's just going to give the Rudy speech, but not like any memorable line from Rudy. He's just going to be standing next to you chanting, chanting Rudy. Rudy, Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> do you believe in Mary? I'm just screaming Herb Brooks quotes again. Okay. <laughs> like what? What do you mean again? Again. Yeah, that's. Uh, and then do the whole Hoosier speech over. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the again is for me. Get- just teams, just so you know, when I start screaming again at you, that's for me. I'm going to start the Hoosier speech over. <laughs> <laughs> he will do a baseball line, but it's going to be from the Sandlot, and it's just going to be the s'mores joke. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ba- Babe Ruth, who is she? 
Well, what a way to start. Wouldn't that what? be amazing? The, who, uh, who is she? Babe Ruth? Ba- you I keep mentioning that it was some girl, Ruth. Baby, baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. Who is she? <laughs> you keep saying that. Who is she? Oh, I, I thought you said, I thought you meant the great Bambi. Uh, and then my, uh, yeah, my um, my public speaking career has officially come to a close. Yeah. Right now, I haven't even given a speech yet. <laughs> Um, so you're going to have a doubleheader of baseball today, which is yep. pretty pretty darn cool. Yeah, we'll have both of those games on the air uh, today. Corey, where can people who are interested catch them? 105.9 FM, the Superstation K106. Via the Superstation K106 app or online at wadinaradio.com. Can't make the game, can't listen to the game, uh, um, or you have somebody outside of the listening area worldwide on the app or the website one word worldwide worldwide prestige worldwide one word (laughs) (laughs) uh you know we'll get some boats i suppose we are going to be in minnewaska they are the lakers after all uh is there by the way uh awesome overpass over the train tracks now just outside of glenwood i haven't been that way in in a really long time still beautiful coming down the hill of course what a setting for that high school. I Is there a more beautiful high school setting in the state than Minnewask Area High School on top of the hill overlooking the lake? It's, it's up there. It's up there. Way up there. All right, that's all I have. Uh, twins are playing the Rays, the best team in baseball, Corey. Uh, expectations for the Twins because they seem to uh, like split and lose series against AL Central teams, yep. but then they have a winning record against the Astros this season and the Yankees. It's a three-game series? Yeah, down in Tampa. Down in Tampa Bay. The Twins will not throw Joe Ryan or Sonny Gray in this series. Have the Twins swept a series or been swept in a series? They have not been swept, but they did sweep Kansas City to start the season. Kansas City stinks. Yeah, they're bad. Twins, it turns out when you don't play the Royals 18 times a year, uh, it feels a little deflating in the schedule. I'm going to predict a sweep, but I don't know who's going to win. <laughs> so whoever wins this first game is important. Whoever wins this first game is winning all three. Yeah, that's a good way I to put it. I feel good about that. So one of these teams is due for a heartbreaker, right? Yeah, yeah. I know the Twins have been in a weird spot, but the but it's not been like, I mean, they're in first place by three and a half games. They somehow they their gained biggest competition ground, basically. Their yeah. biggest competition is the Detroit Tigers, who just lost their two best players to injury. Despite splitting with Cleveland, they somehow gained ground in the division. <laughs> insane. The AL Central would is the lo- Twins still be in last place in the AL East? Yes. Uh, the the uh, the AL Central is the world's dumbest pillow fight. I think is how somebody described it. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's probably the best way to describe it. <laughs> but hey, one of those teams gets to hang a playoff banner and yeah. dump each other with champagne. Go team, go. Go twins, go. I've, you know what? I think I've decided who might sweep who. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the first place AL East team over the last place AL East team. Yeah, that's a fair way to put it. <laughs> this has been the morning sports desk for Tuesday, June 6th.